welcome back to the D3 Golf Guys podcast. We've got a great episode for you tonight. We're going to focus on conference tournaments and how that impacts the national tournament that's coming up here in May. Okay, so how the structure of nationals is going to work is there's three ways to make it into nationals. The first is winning your conference tournament of at least seven teams to earn an automatic qualifying spot. Now, this year could be very different because we're not exactly sh- we're not exactly sure how many people are going to have all seven teams playing in an event. Um, where they probably would historically, but some schools are not playing and things of that nature. So, the the numbers are going to be a little gray, but we've got a pretty good sense of what that looks like. So, the first way automatic qualifier. The second way is pool B. Pool B is going to be for independents, non-conference related teams, or teams that don't have at least seven teams in their conference playing. Okay. Last is pool C. That's for everybody else who didn't win their conference tournament can get into pool C. Now, the other thing about this year is, is the, the number of spots is much reduced this year than it has been in years past. So it's going to put a premium on winning your conference tournament. Now we've had a few conference tournaments already happen this this year. So we'll go through some of those results here quickly, uh, both on the men's and women's side. And then we'll start to talk about, you know, what the landscape looks like for nationals and where we should be fo- focusing our efforts on following the conference tournaments to see some of the impacts for the national tournament. Okay, first up, the Northwest Conference had their two conference championships, which was great to see because, you know, typically the West Coast teams always end up coming in afterwards. So the Northwest Conference got on top of stuff this year, and they have the first two qualifiers. So on the men's side, Whitworth University wins the Northwest Conference championship to earn their automatic qualifier. So congratulations, those guys will be seeing you in West Virginia. They also had the ladies' side there where we had a little bit more of a sure thing where the ladies from George Fox ended up winning and winning handily and earned their way to the national championships in Michigan. So those are our first two. We've had a couple other people come in since then. First, another no surprise, Methodist University's ladies destroy the field, and they end up uh, coming in first place. They go in the automatic qualifier, which is good news for a lot of other teams out there because had something freaky happened and Methodist didn't get in an automatic qualifier, they were getting in because they're the number one team in the country or at least in the top three. Next up, uh, the Southern Collegiate Athletic Conference for a lot of the Texas schools had both their men's and women's tournaments as well. And the same school won both. So the Trinity Tigers won both men and women conference golf championship for the SCAC earning that automatic qualifier. Now that's good news in the men's side because Trinity's currently ranked 8th in golf stat. So you didn't want them to lose because then they'd be another person in there. Although, honestly, with where things are, as we'll talk about in a little bit, that's still not a guarantee. The ladies also won. Now the interesting thing on the ladies' side... The Trinity ladies were currently 13th in golf stat. Southwestern, who had the the lead after the first day, ends up losing by eight shots. So they were cranked 20th in the national in the national rankings for golf stat. So 
that's probably going to keep them out of the national championship, which is a it's a shame that the top 20 team can't get in. Uh, but we'll get in more of that in depth. But that's the all the most recent ones. There's a couple of things that are active right now, and we'll catch up with those as we as we continue the podcast later. But now we want to kind of start focusing in on how many teams are making nationals and from which which areas, and then start to break that down for you. All right, let's start with the ladies' side of things. So on the ladies' side, and, and this is not hard facts. There's some there's some gray here that we'll talk about, but there's going to be 21 automatic qualifiers. Okay, so that means 21 conference champions we can expect to go into the national championships. There are currently two Pool B schools that are going to make it in. Those are teams that don't have seven teams in their conference playing or don't have a conference affiliation whatsoever. And there's going to be two Pool C teams, which is minuscule and tiny. So what does that mean? Well, let's take a look at out in the SCIAC, out in California, where Redlands, Cal Lutheran, and Chapman have been playing back and forth, and nobody else is really playing. Well, normally, if they have a full uh, a full group, they would have you know a, an automatic qualifier. Well, because they don't, they're going to fall into Pool B. Well, all three of those schools are ranked inside the top twenty-five. So that's like, oh, okay, well, that's sort of a big deal. So Redlands is probably already a Pool B team, and they're probably already in because they're number one in the nation in golf stat right now, and it's still a top 10 team in the coaches' poll. So when you look at it like that, that's how Pool B is going to come in. The other interesting thing is, is where do the automatic qualifiers come in and who wins what is going to matter, especially if we're only getting two Pool C teams. So when you think about Pool C, you have to look at conferences that have more than more than one highly ranked team. So here's an interesting one. Let's go to the UAA, where I have Emory, who's been showing that they're really good, Wash U, who we know are pretty good, and NYU, who were great two years ago, and we really haven't seen them kind of get started with a ton of stuff. All right. Um, let's go to the American Southwest where Texas at Dallas is really good. UC Santa Cruz is ninth. Mary Harden Baylor is 12th. Texas at Dallas wins. I think they've got the automatic qualifier. I've got UC Santa Cruz at ninth and Mary Harden Baylor at 12th. Okay. So who's getting in from there? Next in the, in the SAA, we've got center Barry and Rhodes all inside the top 25. And then the NISCAC, you've got Williams, Amherst and Hamilton. Well, Williams is the top-ranked one, but if Amherst nips them in, in their conference tournament, well, Williams is a top-five team. How do they not make the national championship? So with only two Pool C spots, you know, I, I, it's pretty much going to be, okay, You if you don't win your conference championship, you sort of have to be inside the top six, seven, which is asking a lot. Um because right now, I think when you look at the at the ladies' rankings, the Pool B group is going to take up those two spots real fast. And after that, it's going to get really interesting really fast because it's going to be more about who has the ability to, you know, beat everybody else out. 
And so if we go back to the rankings, Redlands is one. Well, they're going to be pool B. Methodist is already in. Williams is right there. George Fox is already uh, Center is playing. George Fox is already in. Well, Carnegie Mellon is sixth, and Carnegie Mellon is in the UAA also. So I missed that one. That, that just shows you how many things. There's four teams in UAA, three of which we have talked about. The NYU was really good two years ago, so I'm, not, I'm trying not to discount them. Okay, so what you're telling me is most likely at least two and maybe three of those teams miss out on nationals, which is amazing. And it shows you that the this year, more than most, the, the priority is you better win your conference tournament. Win your conference tournament in order to be able to get in. Uh, you know, when you look at some of the other teams in the in some of the other conferences, you've got Christopher Newport and Washington and Lee. You've got uh, we we talked earlier about Trinity and Southwestern. Southwestern's a top twenty team. They're probably not going. They're twentieth in the nation, and, and they're probably not going to nationals. So, you know, I mean, Mary Harden Baylor's twelfth. The problem is, is they got beat by Texas at Dallas, who's ninth, and they're, you know, so when you look at this, it's like okay. You know who who's missing out? When you look at the Niskak, Williams, Amherst, Hamilton, they're all inside the top twenty-five. So you know, as we get into as we get into this, that's really where you want to look and say, all right, who's going to win? Because if for you know Carnegie Mellon and Emory are six and seven in the nation, okay, well that that's probably means they're probably both getting in on the ladies' side. If we go to the SAA and Center somehow doesn't win in the SAA and, and somebody like a Rhodes or Barry has, has a great three days, uh, you know, down at Chateau Alon and nip them, well, Center's number four in the country. Now, they might not be number four if they lose that one, but they're still going to be pretty highly ranked. How do, that, how, how do they not get in? They've performed great all year long. Um, so those are the those are the conferences that we're looking at the UAA, uh, the the SAA, the NISCAC. I think those are the ones I would be focusing on on the ladies' side. Uh, I think I think the California schools are going to probably soak up Pool B very fairly quickly. Uh, there's a couple others out there that could get in there as well. But now the only hope here is that for some of those other schools is that some of the automatic qualifiers that we sort of count on end up not really coming through. Um, you know, I think one of the things we'll talk about probably in the off season is, you know, how, is there a better way of doing some of this? I know we've done it different ways through the years. I've been involved in this for 25 years. We've done it several different ways. Um, I like the idea of automatic qualifiers. I don't like the idea of the number 12 team in the country not being go, not able to go to nationals because they didn't win their conference tournament against the number nine team in the country. So, but we'll talk more about that in the off season, where we can kind of have a better debate about it. All right, let's move over to the men's side. Okay, on the men's side of things, um, we're going to have more teams in the national tournament there. Um, so, out of the 260 teams that are out there, there's going to be 31 automatic qualifiers, three teams out of Pool B, and three teams out of Pool C, which is small. I mean, I think. I think Pool C was is, was supposed to be around like nine teams, but it's three teams this year, which is ridiculously small. And so here's some of the some of the issues that you're going to run into. Um, all right, we know Trinity and Whitworth are in already. 
all right, well, there's three main conferences that, that I'm looking at to kind of go, all right, how do we how do we figure this out? Now, I haven't really gotten to figure it out where Pool B is going to land for the men because we don't really know, but the, I think the, the census is it could be California again because the California schools really haven't, they don't have everybody else. Redlands is a top 20 team, uh, you know, t- that, that are sitting in there. So does Redlands take up one of those? And where else does somebody else come in to that where they don't have seven teams playing in their conference? I haven't figured out where that other Pool B team is outside of maybe a, a Redlands or somebody out in, Cal, out, out in California. But from a Pool C perspective, I mean, let's just start with the USA South, Right? Where you have the number two team in the country currently on golf stat rankings, Methodist. The number three team in the country in Huntington. The number six team in Piedmont, who just won down at Wind Lakes. Methodist has got multiple wins. Huntington's been in the top three or four in almost every tournament they've played. I'm not done, by the way. You also have Averett, who's 12th in the country. LaGrange, who's 14th. And Greensboro, who's 18th. That's six teams inside the top 18 teams in the country. One of them is going to be guaranteed to go to nationals. I'm trying to find it hard to believe that they're not going to get at least two more teams from that conference into nationals. There's too many others there. So then you start looking around and go, well, what other conferences? Well, then you, you can go over to UA, the UAA on the men's side where you've got Carnegie Mellon at nine in the country and Emory at fourth in the country. Well, it feels like one of them is going to get a spot. All right, well, what about the ODAC? The ODAC has Guilford 1 in the country, Washington and Lee at 10, and Hampton Sydney at 24. And so here's the, here's the you know, this is where if you follow along with some of the Golf Week uh, team, Lance Ringler specifically, he's been talking all week about the Division One tools, about kind of the bid stealing, like we do with the NCAA March Madness tournament. You know, if for some reason in the ODAC, Hampton, Sydney, or Washington Lee happened to, to catch Guilford on a bad couple days, well, how's Guilford not making the national championship? They're number one in the country right now. And so does that stop one of the teams from the USA South from getting in? Well, what happens if, you know, Averett jumps up and wins the, in the USA South? Or, or Piedmont clips Methodist and Huntington, which they just did at Wind Lakes. That's not... That's not unforeseen. Well, Methodist and Huntington, they're number two and three in the country. They've got to get in. So that leaves somebody in the top ten of the country and potentially higher out in the cold. Which I I find very interesting. And so as we kind of get into conference championship week, it's going to be really interesting to keep tabs on some of these areas to say, okay, who's going to win, right? Who's winning the UAA? They're going to be guaranteed in. The other people are going to have to sweat it out. Now, again, the same thing with the late that we had with the ladies and the men's side. There's a chance that some of these 31 end up kind of not happening or in a not qualifying for the AQ, for the automatic qualifier, and it could be then sent to pool pool C. But it just depends. Like, okay, if, if they don't have seven teams playing, they can have a conference championship winner. Pool B is going to fill up really quickly, and then it's going to fall to Pool C. And if they're 35th or 40th in the country, they're not 
they're not going over a top 10 team. Um, so I think that's, you know, this is, this is when we kind of look around and go, boy, it'd be great to have sort of a regional tournament in order to be able to, to, to have more teams have a better chance at it. Um, but also I, I like this way because this puts a premium on winning your conference. And some could argue, well, then you're going to have some of the, like the teams of the USA South would all get in and that's not necessarily fair either. So there's, there's kind of ways around both of these conversations to be like, all right, there's no perfect answer here. So I think this is about as good as we're going to get. But if you're not geared up for conference already and you're listening to this podcast, you better get there because you want to make nationals, better win your conference because there's only about three teams who aren't going to, who, who aren't going to win their conference who are going to make the national championships outside of a couple of Pool B schools. So with the ladies only having sort of the two at-large bids and the men only having about three at-large bids, it, it, some people are going to be left out out of it. And that's that's always disappointing for me. I always wanted the national champ. I think the national championship should be reserved for the top teams in the country. I know we have to we have to make some decisions, and I'm not complaining about how how it's done. It's just sort of one of those things where I. I know I'd love to see the top twenty-five in the country go go to the tournament and battle it out and, and, and fight it that way, but that's not where we are. You know, I think Pool B is is where we've always kind of said, "Hey, is there more opportunities for Pool C to happen?" Um, you know, but that that doesn't give those other teams an an opportunity either. Like if if we said this year we were throwing everybody in the mix, okay, well, I think Pool B is going to have. In the ladies' side, we're gonna have two Pool B teams. Well, that's probably Redlands and you know who somebody else uh, from California, probably. And then they're done. Boom, full. All right. And then two teams in the you know in the Pool C, which I mean could just simply be the UAA conference. Like, all right, whoever wins plus the top two from UAA, if that's Emory and Carnegie Mellon, watch you. Okay. Well, what about Williams and Amherst and, Ham- and Hamilton? Well, okay. What about Centerbury and Rhodes. So it's going to really matter who wins some of these conference tournaments. You know, on the men's side, <laughs> I'm going to be really following close to the USA South tournament. That's a very, very big tournament. You know, I think for some of the teams, what they want to see is they want to see Methodist or Huntington make a make a clear, clear run of it. But I don't know that even that makes a big difference because I don't see the if Methodist and Huntington finish 1-2 in any order and Piedmont finishes... Third or fourth, I don't understand how those three don't go. You know, I I think it, the ODAC one is the one to watch. If, if Guilford takes care of business there, I I think that's fine. But Washington and Lee's going to have a pretty good case of why they should they should be included. But at this point, I've got two, three, and six in the USA South, and then UAA I have Carnegie at nine and Emory at four. So you know. The, the generals at Washington and Lee, they go get Guilford because that might be your only ticket in the Nationals. You know, I think there's some other conferences out there that have a lot of really good teams. We have teams in the top 25, um, you know, teams that have been around the top 25. Uh, a good example on the men's side, the SAA. You know, Oglethorpe's probably the top-ranked team there, but we've seen them come up and down. Does Rhodes show up and get them? Barry's been around the top 25. Do they come in, in and get get them, you know, being 20th and not winning your conference tournament, there's zero chance of you getting in nationals this year. 
Uh, you know, in years past, if you were in the top 15, 18, you know, it was 18, 17 was starting to get dicey. If you're in the top 15, you're probably going to get in because enough teams are going to win their conference to, to get you in so that you could qualify for Pool C. Not this year. This year, you better win your conference. Um, you know, I think that's going to be really interesting to follow. And and make sure you're following us on Twitter. We're, we'll try to do a lot of Twitter follow-up on, on some of those tournaments as well. And then as we get a few more results in, we'll try to break some of those down and start to kind of lay out what we think the national championship field is and see if we can almost do a, uh, a bracketology look at uh, predictions until we get the final say there. Um, as always, you know, hit us up on Twitter. Um, check us out there. We've got some really cool merch right now. We just got in some of these really cool uh, D3 Golf Guys wristbands. Um, they come in black, white, and gray. Uh, DM us, hit us up if, you, if you're interested in some of those. Um, we are actively working on the new website. Uh, we're going to try to work on the website and see if we can get that to be a little more formalized. And if we can, we'll we'll put some. Uh, we'll have a shop on there where we can buy some of the merch with the the wristbands, the poker chips, or the stickers. Uh, but for now, you know, DM us, we'll hit us up, and let us know. Uh, be great if you guys want to order some wristbands from us. We'd love for you to order at least two. Um, so that helps us out from a shipping perspective. Uh, so, you know, if you guys all want one, pull, let us know it all together and we'll, we'll do it all together. It saves us some uh, shipping costs. With that, we'll say hit them straight and good luck at conference. Cheers. <laughs>